Hey guys, just before we start, we want to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. was that? Actually, I loved it. I'm not committing to an accent. Eh, la poisson. Je m'appelle Katie. Et je m'appelle Kayla. Salut Kayla. Ah. Comment tu m'appelles? Au revoir. I can also order a chocolate croissant, but that's, oh my God. that's probably where we tap We, out, so. I, I can go. L'addition for the receipt. Can I, ah. can I please have the check? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, excusez-moi, parlez-vous anglais? Ah, non, oui, non, ah. Ah, oui, non. Au revoir. <laughs> La poisson. <laughs> I just always go to fish. <laughs> the fish. As you should. It's the answer to everything. Um, <laughs> apologies for the awful French, guys, but it's a French-themed episode today. Uh. We are the podcast, Actually, I Loved It, which I don't think I said. Um <laughs> We did introduce ourselves, but I'll do it again just just for our non-bilingual um, listeners. Yeah. I am Katie Nethercote. And my name is Kayla Hamill. <laughs> I love, yeah, perfect. Nice and clear. That's how everyone speaks <laughs> when speaking any language. <laughs> um, on this podcast, we like to watch movies that often society has turned a blind eye to, has mm. looked down their nose at, particularly critics have... Um, not enjoyed, let's say. Um, and we we go mining through, searching for some from some hints of gold. You yeah, know? we That's do. That's what we do here. That's yeah. what we do. We're we're effectively look, we're we're gold miners, but we're not doing it for us. You know, no. we're doing it for you. It's a public service. It's yeah. an absolute public service trying to find these little gold nuggets <laughs> <laughs> amongst, amongst all the shit. Sometimes. Sometimes they're harder than others. Yeah. And then sometimes you get a bloody gold mine. You get a bloody... And you don't even realise it and you're not sure if you should appreciate it because (laughs) who knows when the next one's going to come in, you know? (laughs) That's when you hold on to it and you do... You just keep talking about Danny DeVito for over an hour. You hold on tight. You do not let DeVito go. We're cynics, but like with a little... A positive edge, you know? (laughs) Speak for yourself, I'm always positive. Um... Anyway, <laughs> the movie that I chose this week um, was a movie of my childhood. Uh, those movies that, you know, when you're watching it, you just realise, oh, wow, this was like fundamental in who I am as a person. Mm. And I know all of it in like in my essence. Mm-hmm. 
Um, In your absolute heart. Oh, my God. This is so good. Everybody, this is such a great start to the episode because Katie is currently in her lounge room as uh, as most of you, not most of you, but people know that Melbourne is currently in lockdown, so people are working from home. So this is like the lounge room is the realm of Katie's cat, Amelie. And Amelie is just walking all over Katie's shit and it's all the over. best thing on earth. Uh, so if you hear a little bell, um, that's her. <laughs> New guest on the pod. <laughs> Who has an opinion. <laughs> oh, and she will make it known. Um, <laughs> anyway, this movie, fundamental to my childhood. Uh, also to my mum, which Aww. was kind of amazing as I was watching it. It was I, it was really fun. I remembered my mum's opinion on the movie. Oh, really? Like, things that she would, like, say when we're watching it or, like, after we've watched the movie for the tenth time. Because, you know, every family had those, like, ten videos or ten yeah. DVDs that yep, you just yep. watch over and over. This was one of them for me. Study. Um, and after the movie, the, like, post-movie discussion, and I remembered my mum's talking points. So if we go anywhere near them, don't worry. Lynn, oh you will be represented here. I'm ready for Lynn's Corner. Love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, yeah. the movie is Man in the Iron Mask from 1998. Oh it's God. rated PG-13. You're going to love this. <gasps> Some sensuality. Oh. <laughs> Some nudity oh. and violence too, but... Oh, my God, there is. We know, do see a butt. They the sensuality. We see a butt and we see a lot of sensual looks. <laughs> I don't know if the butt was particularly sensual. Oh, the butt was um, cute. It was a cute butt. All yeah. right. We'll, 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 get, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the meat on the butt. Uh, <laughs> it was directed and written by Randall Wallace, although the novel writer or the guy who created the Three Musketeers stories, Alexander Dumas, is also credited as a writer. There we so go. So I like to think that he came as a ghost and contributed to the screenplay. I love that. Um, That's almost like any time somebody does like something like, <laughs> that movie? <laughs> She's the man. <laughs> Your credit, <laughs> writing credits to writing credits to, to Shakespeare. Shakes. Yeah. yeah, Willie Shakes, of course. <laughs> so good. Um, all right, it stars Gabriel Byrne, Jeremy Irons, John Malkovich, Gerard Depardieu, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Decaps. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Um, and here's the summary that I, as always, as is tradition, I have not pre-read. Stunning. Um, taken from Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The former musketeer Athos, John Malkovich, swears vengeance after despotic King Louis XIV, Leonardo DiCaprio, causes the death of his son, summoning his old comrades Porthos, Gerard Depardieu, and Aramis, Jeremy Irons. He hatches a plan to liberate a shackled prisoner, rumoured to be the king's twin brother, and then install him on the throne. But the three musketeers must also contend with their old friend d'artagnan oh, gabriel byrne oof. who has remained in the king's service oh my god that's where the that's where the sensuality comes from just that sentence isn't it just that right goofy d'artagnan Ooh. oh i think it's just saying the word d'artagnan oh my god oh <laughs> d'artagnan d'artagnan uh, <laughs> it and I was genuinely upset to see this. It has a 32 on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm, I mean, yeah, like you got those rose-tinted goggles on, don't you? <laughs> They're not even glasses because you don't want to take them off that easy. They're fucking no, no. goggles attached at the back <laughs> with an elastic. You're not and taking them off, Katie. 
<laughs> won't do it. Refuse. Um, <laughs> I do have some critics' uh, thoughts to pull in here, though. Yeah, great. Can I just say, though, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a 55% audience score. So, like, have faith. That you got a, you got you got more than just over half, than half of the audience behind you know they've got your back and that is that's <laughs> a lot better yeah. than a lot of the movies that we have <laughs> yeah let's about. let's let's take that into our let's discussion bask let's in take that yeah <laughs> uh, alrighty so I've got Brian D Johnson from mm-hmm. McLean's magazine <laughs> uh, and they said. As aging musketeers, Jeremy Irons, John Malkovich, Gerard Depardieu and Gabriel Byrne, each sporting a different accent, all look faintly embarrassed, like serious actors stuck performing at a kid's birthday party. Oh, God. Stunning. What? Whose birthday party it was? It was mine. Yeah, and you and fucking it really loved it. really good time. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Daniel. And why, I, why is a toothpaste <laughs> company... <laughs> reviewing Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know. Why is stick it reviewing... Stick to teeth. Yeah, stick to teeth. Go on, mate. Um, Michael Dakina from themoviereport.com. That's better. Leonardo DiCaprio times two. What more could you want? Perhaps more thrilling swash and buckle. <laughs> I've never heard that description. I'd uh, like some more thrilling swash and buckle, thank you. I could just have a dash more swash, but a little less buckle. Oh, actually. my God. <laughs> buckle all the way. Um, and then Stephen Rhodes from, yep. I, it just says internet reviews. I don't know what that is. It's from the internet, I, Katie, duh. It's the, the whole internet. Yeah, the uh, whole internet. Yeah, come on. Collectively. Um, unless you have a thing for DiCaprio, you're better off renting any of the other adaptions. <laughs> There's more adaptions? Oh, my God. I'm getting so much information from these people. That's so helpful. Thank you so much, internet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, internet. Of course the internet wants you to do that. Of course. Because it wants you to spend as much time on there as possible. Oh, my God. It's capitalism. Like, there's more of them. Oh, you right? fucking assholes. Tricked me. Um, absolutely. I mean, as always, though, the critics. Yeah. Commonly wrong. Not our um, best friends. No. Not, not our best friends. Not even, like, acquaintances. Yeah, just me. like a passive-aggressive half-stranger yeah half or like that enemy that kid that's at your high school mm-hmm. and you like think you maybe know their name maybe your friends have like a name for them that you refer to them as yeah but you've just decided that you don't like no yeah. reason yeah of you just course. don't like them never spoken to them don't know oh anything about them but you'll just like walk past them on the schoolyard and be like Ugh. oh you again yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I find at least one of those every time I catch the train to work. As you should. As you should. Everyone yeah. on a train, you pick a nemesis, and no you reason. stick with that. No reason. Absolutely. It really powers you through the day to think of it them sure and just does. be like fucking enraged by their very presence. <laughs> Do you want to hear what um what our besties? Yes. Sorry. Those say. are the critics. These are our besties. <laughs> Uh, also, another fun thing you can do when you get on the train is you pick a nemesis, but then you also pick a soulmate. Oh, my God. And then you just go through <laughs> that journey. You just give yourself, like, a, a hero's journey on a 10-minute train trip. Oh, my and God. It's a great time. I you know? adore that. I, did, I was like, ooh, soulmate's a bit strong there. But then we've also just said nemesis. <laughs> nemesis? <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I think I'm afraid of commitment to, like, soulmates. But nemesis, I'm like, I can do that. You'll I, commit to a nemesis. I cannot commit. I'm sorry. <laughs> my soul's going to, like, fly free. <laughs> oh, my God. My 
Sorry. But um, uh, audience audience reviews are our okay, soulmate. Okay. Fucking ass. The besties. <laughs> All right. Rodrigo R. said, Decent. Feels a little long. And some shows do not shine. But you can enjoy it. Oh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo's like that pal who just... He's like genuinely sees the good in everything. Yeah. And um, is just like, oh, a bit shit, but hey, I love you. And they give you a hug, you know? Yeah, yeah I appreciated <sighs> that energy. Thank you. Um, look, I've gone a bit rogue and I've included this one from Joshua C. Oh, God. Um, okay. But I, I felt like it was important. Um, anyway, they said... I am disappointed in the critics who gave this film terrible reviews <laughs> and disappointed in Rotten Tomatoes for its poor rating. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> Did you say that was Josh C? Are you sure that's not your <laughs> alias? Okay, <laughs> uh, No, the thing I love about that is that, like, Rotten Tomatoes is famously collecting reviews and opinions from, like, other places. Mm. So this man being angry at Rotten Tomatoes for it having a poor rating. I love is- that. I mm. I love it when uh, audience members review Rotten Tomatoes instead of the movie. <laughs> it's, I think I found it one. Perfection. I think they're my like gold nuggets. Anytime I find yeah. those reviews of people oh. reviewing a review or like, and yeah. it, it's just the best. Thank Stunning. you. I have three more. We'll get through them quickly. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Will H. If there's nothing else to do. Hi all! Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. What you should always do. I'm sorry, we're meant to go through these quick. But what you should always do to people who are in lockdown is tell them what they should yeah. do. Yeah, <laughs> always. I stand by that. Yeah, if there's nothing else to do. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Uh, Frederick, my tenth favorite film. Wow, so interested to like. <laughs> right, I want to know the other ten. Yeah, because top nine. ten is big. Yeah, it's not even top five. Fucking hell. I get the bottom. All right. And then finally from Tonya P. It wasn't the greatest film, but it wasn't the worst either. Oh, my God. The acting was pretty uneven, but I didn't think it was a complete waste of time. You're a coward. That person's a coward. (laughs) Say how you really feel. A lot of couching. Yeah. A lot of couching amongst these reviews. I Yeah. Fucking hey, Tonya. (laughs) Tell the truth. Um, well, I think you should speak your truth then. Yeah, fuck um, yeah. What did you think of the film? <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to say it, Katie. Actually, I loved it. So, <laughs> no no fucking couch sitting here, baby. Excellent. Love it. Pew, pew. I don't even think you are literally sitting on a couch at the moment. No, so. I've got to stand because otherwise I'll just sleep all day. <laughs> This is what happens. I've mentioned, okay, Absolutely I've no mentioned couches. where <laughs> the world's ending at the moment for all of us, mm. Katie. I, yeah. look, I'll get into talking about the movie, but yesterday at work, <laughs> I went through so many COVID comms because I work in communications, just sending them out to various states. And I was like, there's too many states in lockdown. <laughs> so this movie was a true gift for me because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> and as Will says, if there's nothing else to do. <laughs> so thank you for uh, giving me, what, two hours, two and a half hours yeah. of pure yeah, joy. I think it's like two hours and 15 minutes. It's, yep. a, it's, a, it's a long one. It's a long it's, boy. Um, yeah, it is. I, Walk me through it. Okay. Tell me your feelings as someone who is not um, completely clouded by the rose-tinted yeah. glasses of childhood. Oh, mate, I've been in that for a long time. 
Uh, especially, okay, like, you know, the film that must not be named. Uh, Master of Disguises. I, <laughs> I had those goggles on for years and then had to break them, had to throw them mm. off. But, mm. hey, I think this movie made it through. Katie, mm. yeah, you can oh, no, keep I'm those... Not- you can Thank keep you. those rose tinted goggles on, baby. I shall. <laughs> they are not coming um, up. They can't. They and they will not. Um, they I... are strapped to the back of my head. My hair has matted into the strap. Like these, no. It's a part of you now. I refuse. Um, so I really loved uh, the sincerity with which the actors uh, performed in this because <laughs> there were multiple times where I was like, "Why isn't anybody like laughing at themselves?" <laughs> But like one of the reviewers said, they look like tired adult performers at a child's party. Hmm. They fucking committed to all of their roles. And I really enjoyed it because it kept me, um, it kept me surprised. Because as I was saying, I was expecting it to be like a big, uh, hmm, just like very clowny. Mm. and and very kind of uh like uh over the top and it was but it wasn't (laughs) like I almost was like expecting something like uh Moulin Rouge in in a sense I don't know like you know that energy um and who's the dude who uh like a like Baz Luhrmann yeah like Baz Luhrmann Mm. vibes I was expecting that but yeah. um, it didn't happen and I wasn't disappointed with that though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because I, I think what hooked me in was um, the story of like the three musketeers. Yeah. Because I don't know much about them. Um, but I like as a child, I remember thinking St- uh, Steve Martin, you know, and, and <laughs> who's the other dude? Somebody uh, like one Martin of his. Short. Yeah. So those two and then the other one. Um, there was another one who I don't know who that actor was. And that's my only memory of The Three Musketeers. And I think if I look back on that film, that's going to be pretty bad. But this was <laughs> I like... I didn't even know they did one. That's yeah, wild. I'm pretty sure they did one, but it was quite uh, shit. Uh, we shan't go back. Always. We shan't go back there. No. Um, but so that was like the only familiarity I had with The Three Musketeers. And then seeing them like... <laughs> so sincere and like having their own accents as well was really fucking nice i love that i love that when when directors or like you know the the creative team kind of just go no use your own accent because that's who you are that's that's one of my favorite thing i made a note of it too i just i love that they all just spoke with their natural voices Mm. i think uh when a performer is able to use their own voice i think some people can do accents incredibly well but yeah. when they're able to use their own voice there's just like an extra layer and it just adds to the like sincerity and mm. it was reminding me i'm gonna make this comparison because it's our podcast and yeah. we can do what we like Absolutely. but it reminded me of have you seen the series chernobyl yes Oh. Um, and how they all mm-hmm. are like English actors playing Russians, but they just speak with their, or like British actors and they all have their own accents. Yeah. And it so just good. works because it's like serious and it's very sincere. And to have these performers in English doing Russian accents would be incredibly like distracting and take away from everything. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I definitely agree um, with that just because I also think like in terms of, um, you know, like, if you want a Russian character, get a Russian actor. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
do that rather than having these people sort of pretend just because they're a big name or whatever. I don't know. I'm far more interested in in like them sort of being their authentic kind of voice and self, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it also reminded me of, yeah. um, I don't know if you would have watched it, but uh, Netflix recently released – uh, over three weeks, a new horror trilogy called Fear Street. Oh, um, I'm too I am scared. Obsessed. I loved it so much. Oh, my God. Um, but they have, like, actors who reoccur in multiple parts. Mm-hmm. And the third part is set in 1666. Mm-hmm. Guess it's the devil's number. 1666. Um, and this actress who's, like, been great the whole time, they do uh, make the choice to make everyone speak with an Irish accent. No. And <laughs> that was also my reaction. <laughs> no, please don't. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, we are no. doing, we are, all right. And I just, yeah, I was like, oh, I think we would have still been okay. Yeah. If, if they were doing their American accents, but like you've got the period setting and you've got like the whole, the whole thing. Um, That's so fun. Yeah. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. fine. If you need permission from somebody, get it from us. It's fine. It's fine. We give you permission. And you know what? (laughs) Men in the Iron Mask did it in 1998. Yeah. So you can do it now, Fear Street. (laughs) God, I did see that on Netflix. And I immediately, like, I stopped on it for a little second because I was like, ooh, pretty colors. And then I was like, no, it's called Fear Street. (laughs) It's too scary. It's based off a book series from R.L. Stein, a la Goosebumps. I would say oh. it is within your realm. It is within your realm. You reckon of, I can uh, do it? Of Fear Factor. This is me trying to get everyone to watch it. Cause Are there any g- 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 ghosts? Uh, like, maybe, but there are definitely gays. So There's gays? Highly, there, oh, oh my God. Ghosts oh, and gays? Maybe. Hello. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of party. <laughs> it's a bloody good time, is oh what I'm saying. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Hell, yes. Uh, anyway, Man in the Iron Mask. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck that. Um, yes, okay, so Man in the Iron Mask. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but laugh at the Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I found it very funny to yes. see uh, a body double i'm sure i'm certain because leo would not do that i don't think <laughs> i mean unless i mean he's quite yeah, young. He, he, yeah no i suppose but you know like how you hear some actors just don't <laughs> turn up to set because they're like i you don't see my face so i'll just have a stand-in thank you i can imagine um and I, I try to start, like, I've started trying to note that, like, if I think mm. it's a double or if it's them. <laughs> um, it's a fun little game. Yeah, it's a fun little game to play. Um, I I don't know why. I just couldn't take it seriously. And I couldn't take the fake beard <laughs> that oh, Leo that had. Beard. I, I mean, like, I, under, I had to remind myself that this was made in 1998. Because yes. I wanted like Leo Philip Philips Philippe yes. Philippe the Good Twin Philippe the Good Twin Spoilers guy Um yeah What's that PGT Philip Good Twin Yeah PGT We'll call them <laughs> PGT um, I'll just so call them Philip There's too many plosives and my microphone will not like okay. the pl- oh, sorry. because I like to get close No Okay Wait a minute Philip versus P P 
<laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're right. Let's just call him Phil. Okay. Great. We got there. Fucking hell. Too many closes. Here's me trying to be a smart ass and then he like, wait. <laughs> so Phil, um, well, now I've forgotten what I was going to say. Oh, okay. So I wanted Phil to have like more of like chat teeth. I wanted him to have like real bad skin. I wanted yeah. him to have ratty hair that they had to cut or something. I know they had to keep the long hair for like the lookalike thing. Yeah. Um, but I just, I wanted that to be a bit more authentic because it was just fucking Leo looking like a mm. bright, sweet angel. Well, I think that might have to do with a deleted scene where they show that they actually remove the mask um, once a week and they put in uh, like a special beauty creams uh, in the interior. And it basically just functions as like a beauty. Oh, right. um, So it's like a face mask. Like a moisture. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I suppose. And Um. is that why like McLean's also reviewed it? Because McLean's provided toothpaste? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Now I get it. (laughs) It makes sense. Major dental work. It may, they, did, they were the major the major dental sponsor <laughs> okay that makes sense then i have Obviously. no qualms i have no more notes about um his looks um i found it very funny um to have two little baby leonardos there i know <laughs> so cute oh, one of them being so an adorable. asshole like yeah. But like a, quite a like a good villain, I would say. Oh, right. How fun was it having Leo as a villain? Yeah, it was really interesting because it wasn't like this was such a, a kind of high stakes flamboyant movie. But mm. he wasn't like, you know, like a Marvel villain where, you know, it's he's like you can tell that he's bad. Yeah. Like he kind of was quite subtle in, in like and I suppose that comes with the the title of a king Mm. for me in movies i automatically expect kings to be bad um because most of the time they are and i really like the way he played that because he was like a young boy but yeah i don't know i yeah i just i really enjoyed that and i (laughs) spoilers i enjoy the fact that the story (laughs) is that the king gets disposed of and replaced by a twin I mean, I love that. I'm, yeah, excellent. Oh, God. It's the best. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Oh, this falls into that category of movies for me that's like pseudo history. Mm. It's like, you know, it's not accurate, but Mm. we are playing in a fun space. Oh, my God. And like, some of it's going to feel a bit familiar, and you're going to be like, oh, nice. And just like, you're in. I think that's a, that's a great way of like um, approaching a topic with somebody that you're like, ooh, you have strong <laughs> thoughts and, and feelings on this particular topic. Let's uh, watch this dumb fake movie that's not true, but then maybe we can have an open discussion. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's a dangerous movie for some, Katie, because this is what starts um, people like cults, I think. Um, men in the eye mask. Yep, people, the men in the eye mask <laughs> has the danger <laughs> of creating a cult or creating like another society, <laughs> kind of like the Illuminati. Um, but oh. also, it's a, quite a good stepping stone for people who are like, no, my opinions are right and they're mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think there should be more silly pseudo historical movies that are clearly false but still fun. Yeah. I, I think world. that's all I ever want. 
<laughs> it's kind of all I want to watch forever. Absolutely. Like, because it's like there's only so much truth I can uh, like listen to at the moment. Yeah. And so I want that truth to bend a little bit. And right? I want there to be two like twins. I want there to be twins in every goddamn story. Yeah. And that to be the solution. You know when like... I want secret plots about overthrowing kings. <laughs> every, every like king in history, every monarch is just like has been replaced by a twin if they're oh, shit. Yeah, definitely. Well, if anyone ever had started out shit and then got better... You're like, ah, um, oh, it's the twin. It's, yeah, not personal growth, not no. learning, not growing, not changing. Uh-uh. No, no, no. no replaced by a secret by, twin yeah the exactly good twin. the good the good <laughs> twin there is always a good twin and always a bad twin i mean that's how twins works work. absolutely um, a die you can't yeah. fit all that into one human so you've got to put in two yes exactly i'm just waiting i wonder like because my twin is definitely out there somewhere oh of course and I wonder if... Do you if know which one I'm, you are? Exactly. I don't know. I think I'm going to get a rude shock when I meet my twin and see oh, how no. they act compared to me. They're going to walk know. in and just like have donated to charity somehow. They have, they haven't said so because they're modest AF. Um, excuse like, me. You are just you, know. Are you insinuating that I'm I'm not that saying I'm that you don't twin? donate. Are you well, saying, you're just saying You were saying that was the fear and I'm I'm trying to realise that fear for you. What if, no, but what if my fear was that I was the good twin? I could be scared of that responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> you're for sure the good twin. I don't know, mate. Maybe mine would appear and she'd be like, hey, I actually sort my recyclables. <laughs> and I'd be like, fuck. Fuck. Oh, man, I'm the evil oh, twin. Yeah, I suppose it doesn't. me. I just hope for the best. I know I should do more. I try. <laughs> being, the bad, being the bad twin is just hoping for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's true. It comes in di- good and bad comes in different forms. So I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, like our twin is just the one who actually does stuff that we're yeah. like, that we're like we think of doing. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, they're not like crippled by anxiety. No, no. Oh no. <laughs> hey, I'm the good twin. I'm not anxious. <laughs> hey, but you know what we've got? What? We've got a comedy podcast. We got so. a comedy podcast. So hey. pew, pew, pew. Um, on Leo for yeah. a second. Yeah. I also thoroughly enjoyed his performance. Mm. Genuinely enjoyed the differences that he was able to pepper. I find sometimes with a dual role, it can all get a bit muddy, especially when there's the bit when they're like playing the other character. <laughs> what are you doing? But about? at no point did I, when we were watching, get Philippe and Louis confused. Right. Uh, and when Philippe was pretending to be Louis, I mean, I didn't think it was Louis. I was not convinced. Mm. Doesn't work great for the plot because no. he's supposed to be good supposed and convincing. To. Yeah. Um yeah. But Ollie turned to me in the big ball scene where Philippe is pretending to be Louis for the first time. It's all very nerve wracking. Um because we were discussing it and Ollie's just like Leo's like like a pretty good actor, isn't he? <laughs> Let's discuss. Hey, hey, how good's Leo? I, like, I mean, he, he doesn't. He does have an Oscar. Yeah. Um, I mean, he got an Oscar for like eating fucking like liver or some shit. Like cool, but yes, he, he should have won it for Gatsby. But uh, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Ooh. He should have won it for this. 
Mm. Absolutely. It Dual should have role, been, it should double have been the war. Thir- yeah. yeah, and actually, it should have been the first year that um, instead of one actor being nominated for Best Actor, it should have been split between oh. five, the five male leads. Oh, my God. Because all for one and one for all, you know? Oh, baby, yeah. They were, oh, so, like... Just I want your stunning. I want your thoughts on the musketeers. Okay. On the boys. So let's the wonderful middle-aged men. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. Okay. Um I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes to see their faces. So John Malkovich. Athos. Athos. Um Athos. Okay, I like I'm gonna do something petty and I'm probably gonna be mm. like, this is my favorite. This is my second favorite. I love it. Let's do um, it. Um but it's hard because I think Porthos was uh, my favorite. Oh. Um, because I think that's what my uh, recollection of a musketeer was. So <laughs> that's why. Excellent. So I've got yeah. like a slight, I've got like a little rose tinted mm. monocle on there's at the moment. There's a little bit there. Yeah, there's yeah. a little bit there. And then, <laughs> like, it's hard. I think I like D'Artagnan, then mm. Aramis, mm. then Athos. Yeah. Yeah, and my my uh, hmm my justification is Athos my mm. least favorite because I got stressed out by John Malkovich because I was just like John Malkovich the, the you should just yeah. be in the movie being John Malkovich instead of yeah. uh, any other movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, I don't mm. believe you. You're not a musketeer. Um, <laughs> you're John Malkovich. Yeah, you're John Malkovich for goodness sake. Um, Captain <laughs> D'Artagnan, great name. Um, Incredible name. Incredible apple slicing skills. Oh, my God. Stunning, like, and that knife that he threw. Uh, he threw a fucking... Uh, what are those, like, sort of sh- swords like called? Like a dagger? Like, was it a dagger or was it like a... You know uh, when uh, the king was going to be assassinated right at the yes, start? Yes, yes. Um, Fucking D'Artagnan threw one of those long little needle swords. And I was like, that doesn't, oh. that's not aerodynamic. Those swords are bendy. It was for D'Artagnan. <laughs> but D'Artagnan's stunning work. He can do it. Um, yeah. Also, like, his uniform, he, like, mm. respects his job and himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does, um, you can tell. And I really enjoy that. And I enjoy, um, like, him being, like, to the king subtly, like, you're being a dickhead. I hope, I hope, I hope you stop being a dickhead. Um, <laughs> took him a little longer you, to be please. swayed. Yeah, <laughs> please. Like he just like bring the king to the side and effectively say, "Hey, when will you stop being a dickhead?" Um, the king's like, "Never." And the king's like, oh, okay. "Oh, great! Hey, I serve oh. you." Um, and uh, then okay, so I yes, so. Captain D'Artagnan, then uh, Aramis. Mm. Um, I was like, okay, like pretty cool. Because uh, Jeremy Irons, <laughs> like Jeremy Irons, I can't take seriously. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's just because the last thing we saw him in was Dungeons and Dragons. And he of course. Was, like his hair movement in that still like mm. haunts me to this day. Um mm. But he was, like, like very good. I loved how, like, yeah. you know, they're kind of like the Teletubbies. They've each got their own little personality. 
And this this dude was cool. He was pretty chill. He was also like the fucking leader of the rebellion. Right? Which was I, my, such a yeah. shock to me. Is he your fave? I love that. He is my, my ranking is Aramis first because uh-huh. he is a priest, but also the leader of a rebel faction. So and good. he just has incredible hair. Mm. And he spends the whole movie being like, I'm a genius. Oh but God, it yeah. doesn't grate on you. Like, you're no. not. I'm not bothered by that, and I love it. Because he's humble about it. Yeah, he's humble, right? Mm. I mean, he's a godly man. Um, I think my second favourite, similar to you, Mm D'Artagnan. A lot of it's Mm -hmm. in the name. A lot of it's in the hair. Yeah. Um, Just the general aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Then for me, I think it's Athos. Right. Um, Because I just, oh, the fatherly bond, and it breaks my little heart. And then it's Porthos for me. But I am aware that I was one of those weird kids who really hated fart jokes. Like, yeah, right. But as a child, I was like, nah. No, this is disgusting and rude. And so that has. Has rather unfortunately clouded. Well, that ship sailed for you, Katie, and that I respect <clears throat> that. I loved Porthos because I liked because, him a lot more on this one. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> he's one. great. He's fucking great. <laughs> I excellent. I loved his nose. To be honest, yes. I was just like basically, I was like that nose is fucking incredible. And then I was yeah. like, okay, you're you're my number one. Yeah, and I loved that the was implication it. that that he was the only man around who uh, actually was a reciprocal lover. Um, yes. Just judging by how all of the lovely sex workers that were around reacted to him versus any other man. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay. I think he's right, a great like, time. I think you might be a good guy here. I and think like they're like, all working yeah. for him and he's definitely like paying, not like working for him doing, like sewing him a costume. Yeah. And like, I think he's probably paying them a pretty good wage, like judging by how, I, I think he's a good dude. I think you know? he's a good dude. I think he's a great time to be around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because he's, he like, what did they say? They kind of described each person. I keep going back to like the Tadley Tubbies or the Ninja Turtles where they like describe well, they like, had their, like you have a love the... for this, you have yeah. a love for that. And I can't remember, but his was like a love for life. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't just like all about sex. You know no. what I mean? Like there was a very short scene in the montage of training Phil where D'Artagnan, I mean not D'Artagnan, where Porthos is just like walking in the like the grass and yes. the hills and he just like <laughs> spreads his arms and takes a big breath. And I, I love, love it. that. It's so beautiful. Uh, I love all of them. Yeah. I mean, I know we've just ranked them, but I genuinely love love all of them. I mean, they're a great, like, it, especially in terms of, like, the combination yes. as well. They're, um, they complement yeah, each other nicely. That, totally, totally. I wish, I mean, maybe this is what the um, Three Musketeers, the one with Steve Martin and Martin Short, is about. Mm-hmm. It's like an origin story, maybe. But I wanted to know a bit more about them. Yeah. Like, rather than, you know, it feels like I need to watch a prequel of, like, the Musketeers and then watch a single one of, like, King Louis Fourteenth, and then see this one. Mm. You know what I, I mean? Love, I love so much that this movie just, like, goes in and assumes that you have... <laughs> an understanding yeah. of the musketeer and like maybe at the time it was made like most people did yeah but me as a child my knowledge of the three musketeers is this movie where there's clearly four musketeers <laughs> so my entire yeah. life anytime someone's been like oh we're as thick as thieves and the three musketeers or whatever I don't know. Yeah. i've been like <laughs> um i'm sorry 
Yeah. Four. And then I'm like, who are they erasing? Who yeah. are they like, who have they eliminated to get down to three? Yeah. Who did they eliminate? Um, I think I've heard that the original novel, the story is that Porthos, Athos and Aramis are all the three musketeers and D'Artagnan is their best friend. Right. And at the end of the story, D'Artagnan joins them. Oh, okay. Is okay. what I have heard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. And I guess that kind of tracks with like the movie and there being like him being the one that's like off to the side a little bit. But. Yeah, right. Okay, that makes sense. Well, we'll let that like have a little bit of a... Uh, you know, a flutter and a, and a fly around the rumour mill and uh, we'll get back to y'all <laughs> with the facts. Maybe we'll never because we'll forget. No, um, never. Never. Never going to do it. Never going to Google it. Um, no. So, yeah, okay. So those are our four, our four boys mm. who I really enjoyed. And then, like, yeah. who else was there? There was Queen Anne, my queen mother. Um, we who, must stand Anne. Yeah. Which, For the outfits like, alone. Outfits alone, but also, like, pretty fucking brutal. It's like, I, uh, I will exchange one twin for the other. I love it. So, I love oh, my God. So fucking cold and brutal. Yeah, she's just immediately like, yeah. Yeah, get rid of my son. Get rid of my one son for the other Who's one, please. absolute turd. I, I mean, he is. Yeah. <laughs> he truly is. Like, And, and like... The thing is, they this show. I think what kind of hmm, what got me a little bit was like this is too bright. Like <laughs> it, it's in terms of like just the lighting and the tone and the yeah. colors of the film. I was like, this so is colorful. too bright to like really understand that the king King Louis is so evil. Awful. You know, and maybe, like, that's a sign of, like, the ease in which he does these bad, terrible things. <laughs> but, like, I that kind of fucked with me a bit because I was like, oh, my God, like, all of these terrible decisions are being made and said, yet it's a very bright room with very pretty, pretty colours. Is it really a bad decision that they're making? You know what I mean? Like, because... <laughs> you I, got fooled I by got the finery. I got fooled by the finery. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's not the first time either, but like that's why I was like, Queen Anne is like effectively being like, yeah, um, just kill my son. I really don't just care. Do like, I'm begging you. It's fucking wild, but like you don't see. <laughs> obvi- maybe like King Louis didn't really have much of a relationship with his mum, and was probably well, a total say- turd. One of my favorite lines is yeah. when when the mum's deceptions revealed. Oh, yeah. And Louis knows that she was like openly fine for him to get sent yeah. to prison. And he, she's like, I love you. I, I love <laughs> you. Wink, one, wink. Amazing. <laughs> so um, and then little whiny Louis oh, just goes, your love has meant nothing to either of us. Yeah. And then like, and then feels like, it means something to me though, ma'am. <laughs> I met you yesterday. Oh my but... God. What a I bunch know, of soft boys. <laughs> Bunch of soft boys is what they are. Wee. Oh, I love it so much. I'm I'm here for Anne. I'm here for Anne if only because she has had like a like thirty year affair. Oh with my god, D'Artagnan. Yeah, but which pre- like is mostly just exchanging roses in yeah, and then having a bit of a kiss, <laughs> and then snog. being like, we can't do this anymore. And then, and then yeah. like 
Um, See you tomorrow at the same time, babe. Yeah, we. It's like that's actually their their relationship for the thirty years of like as yeah. kiss, kiss, kiss. We can't do this anymore. See you tomorrow, same anymore. time, same place. Yeah, <laughs> um, but okay. So on that, mm. I may have misread this. Yes. Um, D'Artagnan is, uh, 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 the father. Yes, he is the papa. <laughs> of, of of King Louis and Phil. That is what they are insinuating Hi-oh. is that the king and his brother, uh, I mean, I guess they both were king at some point. Um, yeah, then they are D'Artagnan's kids. <laughs> no Coming royal up. blood there, baby. Oh, my God. I the deception love... goes deeper and deeper. Incredible. I love the reveal at the end when D'Artagnan is like, uh, I don't even remember how he says it, but it's very dramatic. Mm. It's very like, you are my son. I've never felt pride as a father. Oh my um, God. And then, spoiler alert, immediately dies. Oh, my God. Gets stabbed by his own son, like, apparently. I know it by the other one. It should By the evil twin. By, yeah. By Louis. It by Louis. Uh, Philip didn't find out he was his dad and be like, oh, shit. And then Yeah. Philip well, died. Phil had already decided that Athos was his dad, apparently. I know. <laughs> Fucking A. So weird. People just searching for their mums and dads. I love the idea that Athos, who has spent the entire film, I think it's quite beautiful. He loses his son in the beginning and he spends most of the film in grief, um, which, as always, love to see men have um, feelings. Yeah, it's good. Good sign. It's always a good sign, everybody. Um, And he has, like, this bond with Philippe. Um, which is really sweet and they clearly like grow quite close mm. um, and there's clearly like a father-son moment and then D'Artagnan appears, hasn't really known Philippe very much and he's like, P.S. I'm your dad, boy. Yeah. And I'm just like, is Athos going, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's like, where have you been? What? No, I am I am the boy's papa. Yeah. Not you. You mm. can't. You can't have two dads. Phil, those are the rules, Um, apparently. You must choose. Um, But he didn't have to. No, he didn't have to because he conspired with his brother to kill his dad. Yeah. Phil's evil. How do you feel about... Phil's evil. Phil did all this. How do you feel about that final confrontation, which essentially, they're basically, they're all holed up. They've gone to rescue Philippe. This is the original four musketeers mm-hmm. um and louis ha- knows where they are they're in the bastille he's taken his his crew of like the n- young musketeers, musketeers. The new generation <laughs> um the youngsters no yeah so it's like the new musketeers versus the old musketeers yeah. and they essentially win the fight by running down a corridor not getting shot and, like just screaming a bit and being like we're ready to die and all the young musketeers are like oh, i no. Oh, oh <laughs> and what? And then they just accept the battle's over. And I just wanted your thoughts on how how that went down. Um. So this is the moment where Jordan joined me, um, <laughs> to watch this film. <laughs> and Jordan has a lot of opinions about everything. Um, mm. and Jordan immediately said, "Okay, are they dead? Did they get shot? Oh no, no, they're still walking." And she just like kept kind of. Almost like describing the events in front of me as we're watching it. She's like, oh, no, no, they're not dead. Oh, okay. They were, oh, they should be dead. Why aren't they dead? Just kept asking that question. <laughs> like, and I was like, 
hey, I feel the same way. Why aren't you dead? And I was also <laughs> then started screaming at the television because I was like, mm. why? They got mm. shot at so many times and they just kept walking. How did they not die? And then one of like the young musketeers was like, yeah. magnificent valor. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get any of it. It was very I, funny though. I love both the idea that all of these men just saw them do that and were like, ah, oh, incredible. We can't yeah. fight you. You guys are too cool for school. Yeah. Um, mm. But the, also the implication that D'Artagnan, who's like, I trained these men. They're amazing. And they're all just awful shots. Yeah. Awful. Um, I mean, they all close so their eyes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe someone else should train them. Yeah, Dantanian, you should be worried. <laughs> like that's a very like conflicting sort of position to be in for D'Artagnan, being like, I don't want to die, but my men are very good, and then immediately mm. being like shown that he mm. has trained them very poorly. Mm. Um. A detail I noticed in the final confrontation, when they first have the sword fight, so just before the hallway run, mm. um, and you get to see that the musketeers are amazing uh, swordsmen. They're very good, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And D'Artagnan's like, uh, please, if you can, spare their lives, mm. um, which I thought's like quite sweet. And so yeah. you see like a lot of like kicking and shoving. Um, and then I don't think you notice until later, but they all put their swords in like in a whatever <laughs> yeah 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 all for no, one when they, they did the all for one swords um <laughs> in a non-sexual the, in a non-sexual way <laughs> a, yeah, well, huh? um <laughs> and athos's sword is covered, covered in, in blood. blood i know and none of the other ones are and everybody wants to flag it Every, that's like a <laughs> huge red flag like, oh god who's he been stabbing maybe I think maybe Athos kills a few people, guys. Hey, D'Artagnan, I think Athos is like on a like he's got rage. He's enraged. He's not doing well. He's got a bloodlust. Athos, he should <laughs> take this one out, buddy. <laughs> Just what a detail! <laughs> it's so funny. There was also a moment where like somebody got hit in the neck, blood immediately on their neck. You know what I mean? You know, like, that's, you know that's Athos. That's Athos. Anytime you say blood, it's Athos. Athos, Athos. Athos has like real anger issues. I mean, to be fair, again, his son was murdered oh, by the king yeah. via the military. Yeah. Um, I think we should. I think we should talk about Raoul and Christine for a brief minute. Christine. Um, Christine. How amazing. I'm like, uh, if you're a Raul and you're trying to romance a Christine, you're going to die. Don't think things are in your favor. <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> it's this, not good. This is when, like, King Louis the 14th actually becomes Phantom of, Phantom of the Opera. You know I what I mean? It's so close. I genuinely was watching and I was like, Raul, Christine. Wait, what? I um, think this is the origin story. It has to be, right? Because obviously, yeah. Louis is the <laughs> I mean, a doy. Exactly. And at some point, he um, trains and mm. he learns to sing. And then he escapes somehow <laughs> from the prison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and lives in an attic in we a ballroom. We can make room. it work. We can make it work. We can. Uh, we just don't know how he gets from like the prison to where he is now. But mm, mm. safe to say, he does it. <laughs> That's all you need um, to know. He does it, and he is now phantom. <laughs> can I say? Uh, 
as always, uh, love that we had one female. Oh, sorry, two female characters. Yeah, um, yeah, they were than one. They were great. They just they, they were there and female. They so. didn't stop crying. No, <laughs> that was um, great. One, I love seeing females cry. One thing I do genuinely love about Christine, mm. other than her incredible eyebrows, oh. like I, mm, something. Yes. Up, yeah, it's, it's unfair. Like honestly um is like i really like that the king gives her like a bullshit excuse so basically christine uh and raul i'm telling you this you should have watched the movie by now but whatever yeah uh christine is engaged or like will be engaged to raul he's Mm -hmm. gonna join the musketeers the king takes a fancy to her and just sends raul away to die um so that he can pursue christine Christine uh, has no way to say no to a king. No. Um, even though she tries, um, literally on multiple occasions, uses the very popular excuse, actually, I have a boyfriend. He just kills the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Christine ends up as his mistress, etc., etc. And then there's one moment where uh, Raul knew that this was going to happen and mm. sent her a message and was like, I forgive you. Like, you don't have a choice. I love you. No prob. Um, and Christine brings it up to Louis, uh, got some fucking guts, just blatantly being like, I pretend to love you. Yeah. Uh, you suck. Um, and Louis just like, (laughs) sends out the biggest lie ever. And I love it. And he's like, oh, I, I asked for him to be positioned somewhere really safe. Oh my God. Um, but he defied my orders. Yeah. Um, and what I love is that she did not just accept that. That she fully was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to Google, um, find the email address of the army commander, and I'm going to ask, instead of just assuming that he's lying, yeah. which I think is probably what I would have done. Um, but she gets receipts. <laughs> I know, it's so good. And she's like, and I wrote it from you. <laughs> <laughs> and I pretended to be you. I guess, um, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's so for, good. For, yeah, I love that. She's I love a, that about her. Her she's, and her eyebrows. She's a sleuth. And I, yes. I love, I love detectives. I love the t- yeah. detective vibes. I um have a real problem with Raoul, like Raoul, um, sending a letter to her, knowing he's gonna die. I think mm. because my brain is like, if I read that message from my <laughs> my dead boyfriend yeah. saying, hey. I know what you're going to do and it's fine by me. Yeah. My brain would automatically go like, how fucking dare you? Even in death? (laughs) You think you can make this about you? What I would love if there's an alternate where she's just at home with her family. Oh, God. And she gets something that's redirected from the palace. And she's like, why was this at the palace? Yeah. What? what the I've been fuck? here looking after my destitute family. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, how very fucking dare you, Raul? Oh, I know. Rahul. Rahul. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Absolutely. <laughs> but like, um, fun fact, let others, also- like, like, let other people rest while you're yeah. in peace. You know, yeah, don't right. keep like it's sending letters. You. Yeah, it's not about you. It's not about you, Raul. Your dad's already got a new son. <laughs> Get over. Okay, what I'm saying is, get over yourself, Raúl. <laughs> um, one thing that was incredible for me, I I think I'd spoiled it for you. Or I think like you were aware that mm. um the man in the iron mask was 
also Leonardo DiCaprio, right? What? That probably wasn't. <laughs> um, that probably wasn't like a surprise to you going in. Um, no, I don't, don't market think so. it that way. Like the DVD cover, like it's pretty obvious that there's like a Leo dual role. Um, fun fact: <laughs> Ollie had never seen the film, and I did not tell him going in. Oh my god! So the, the best. first like forty minutes is Ollie going, "Who's the man in the iron mask going to be? <gasps> oh my god. I think it's going to be Raul." <laughs> He fully thought the so Raul wasn't funny. dead. And then, was, and then when the mask came off and it was Leo. He was like, he was like, is that, is that Leo? I know. Then is like it? the ridiculousness of the story really comes to play, doesn't it? You're like, oh, we're going to have some fun with this. Mm, jump in, guys. Oh, so Jump into good. my moving carriage. Oh, oh. Let's get it going. Yeehaw. Like so, so good. Um, do you want to do you want to talk about diamonds? Sort I mean, of. I have so many diamonds, but yes, I do. Oh my god! Okay, you I go, do. you you All go right. through your diamonds list. Diamond number one. Yes. When uh, Philip pretending to be Louis is at the ball and is clearly in the middle of having a, uh, a like a panic attack. Yeah, and a bit of a doesn't know bee. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and his mum arrives Aww. and she just like saves the day and then they sit and then he reaches over and he holds her hand. Very sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. Just a little soft boy moment. Um, uh, as always, I think has become a theme on the pod. Uh, men having feelings. Um, <laughs> big win for me. Oh my god! Uh, there was a line. Uh, hang on, I wrote it down. Uh, wrote down a lot of lines in here. Oh um, when D'Artagnan and Athos are like having an argument in the beginning mm-hmm. about Raoul being sent away, uh, and. They're all like very close. I love how close they get to each other. Like there's a real intimacy before between the four men. Mm-hmm. Um, and D'Artagnan says, "I treasure your son as I treasure you," and I was just like, "Oh, oh, okay." Oh, he treasures him, oh, and I just a little treasure. I just I love I love the friends. Yeah. Um, and I love particularly men in that that age bracket being able to be friends who mm-hmm. hug and like who say things like I treasure you. And I think that the movie's able to get away with it, particularly for ninety eight, because it's set in the past when things were different. And yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I I just love it. I think that um, men should hug and be able to have wonderful intimate friendships with yeah. each other, particularly straight men. I think. Yeah. Um, it kind of sucks That's that they great. can't, hey. Yeah. They just can't because they're kind of like <laughs> they're at a loss in that uh, in that area of their life. <laughs> and so when I see it on screen, oh, baby. When I see I it on it. screen, I scream. I'm like, <gasps> That's not real. <laughs> You're lying to us. What I will say is that my own father is a hugger. And so I think perhaps oh, I'm just. God. When, yeah. Grown men who hug their friends. It mm. uh, the line "Let me love you like a son to a father." Like, Let me love uh, you like a son to a father. You've also only known him for like three weeks, but I it's know. fine. It's chill. You He's were desperate. in the prison for six years. Like, You're desperate. It. It's a little too clingy, though, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> uh, love the secret passages. Mm-hmm. Adored the outfits. Yeah. Like, no notes. The men have the wonderful tights and the weird little short pants. Oh, and, like, the women's dr- I want all of the, particularly Christine's, like, golden dress. Gorgeous. Um, she has a line in, like, the opening scene where she's just like, look at the stitching on that gown or something. And mm. I was like, honestly, girl, same. 
Like, I'm like, I get truly. It. You just kept saying that to Ollie. Look at the stitching. I did. Like the whole time. I was like, oh, are you writing about anything else? Um, and then my last one is the fact that I think at some point Jeremy Irons realized that it looks really fucking cool to be like half out of a moving carriage. Mm. And there is a point in the movie where I feel like he's made that discovery and then almost every other scene he's in. He's he jumping in and out of a carriage so and like good. half and the camera's whizzing around as the oh. carriage is fully moving and Jeremy Irons is like one hand holding on. Oh my God, the best feeling. And he looked great and he had an, ex- uh, an excellent coat. So Oh yeah, stunning. Yeah, They're my that's my long list of diamonds. Love it. Um, So mine, okay, <laughs> I don't want to offend you, um, no, but don't. one of mine was seeing a big, the big fat cow in the background. <laughs> Sorry, I've, and what I mean by offend you, I just like I didn't want to like take away from all your like really beautiful mm. diamonds, mm. and then me mm. me just say there was a real big the fat cow of, of male friendship, of uh, love between. A, I like a, a big sorry, fat a cow and son, and the big fat cow. <laughs> there was a real chunky cow. Um, in the scene where Phil was uh like walking up a path or whatever oh. and there was just a big chunky cow and anytime i, I see a chunky animal i think of my dog um <laughs> and so i was like that that was just really beautiful to see it also love i fucking love cows um mm. uh, i really like uh porthos nose <laughs> yeah Love uh, it. Excellent. The uh, diamond was like the moment realizing that everybody had different, had their own accents. That was really nice. <laughs> Felt at ease there. Um, yeah. uh, 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 uh. Oh, this isn't a diamond. I mean, diamond because it made me laugh hard. The fact that Porthos was like trying, was having like a threesome, foursome. <laughs> yeah. In hay. Oh. And yeah, yeah, that was, it was like, That's oh. Itchy. Awesome. And then in hay. Oh, God. Oh, no. You get itchy. Not not for me. I will get eczema if I, like, (laughs) lay on grass for too long. So can you imagine what straw will do to my delicate skin? Uh, And the uh, fact that, like, they popped up, like, one after the other with some distance in between. I was like, how are you breathing under that? Like, my God. Um, mm. so I don't know what that was. Maybe that's just me. Like, that's a cry for help. Mm. Um, it's not a diamond. <laughs> it's, it's like, just how something you, it... you needed to flag. Yeah, yeah. I needed to flag that. Um, cause I was worried for everybody and I want them to have a good time, but I want them yeah. to like live. Be safe about yeah, it. Yeah. Be know? safe about it. And don't get straw up your butt. Um, <laughs> I, I love some of the saying, like some of the lines, which I didn't write down. Um, cause like Just as soon as them. they were said, I forgot them, but, yeah. uh, one was like the, something of my, you like the, uh, being a, like a traitor to their country when, um, D'Artagnan was talking to Queen Anne. Oh, it was oh, something yeah. like, then we're both traitors or whatever. Like, like I'd rather be a traitor to my heart. Yeah. And like, he's you. like, you know, the, I'm a traitor to France in my mind, but my heart is like a traitor to, you know what I mean? Oh. Like, it was so, like, I just loved how they said like, my mind is this, but my heart is this. And that happened a lot. And I thought yeah. it was very poetic and very very funny but also very uh real within the movie <laughs> oh yeah another great line i'm just gonna throw in here as well uh when d'artagnan is telling the three musketeers that he can't help out with their plan or whatever mm. Mm. and they let him go yeah um, aramis says then god go with you 
for none of us will. Oh. Which just, Oof. it felt very um, God save the Queen for nothing will save the Governor General. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> I'm just about That's, that energy. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, like, you know, everything aside, like, even if, like, what, no matter what your faith is, mm. as soon as somebody is like, um, like mentions God and is like, you are betraying God. You're just like, <laughs> whoa, it's Ooh, big. Okay. It's, right. a, it's serious stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, some serious, real serious stuff. Whoa. <laughs> um, do you have any more diamonds? Uh, no, mainly it was just a big fat cow and Porthos knows. That's great. Okay, because I, I do have one more. Um, oh, my sorry. God, study. Uh, we should stop doing beloved films of my childhood because this is dangerous. It's just um, it's just a pot of diamonds, isn't it? It is. We found a diamond mine. Uh, yeah. Mine, we, right? yeah. We really did. Um, very quickly, uh, the plan to get to break the man in the iron mask out of prison is that they arrive oh my and gosh. Jeremy Irons adopts what I think was an Italian... Um, I th- I don't know. I don't yeah. know, and I Just don't a, think the movie cares. Um, and he like has on this huge like robe, and you're like, that's weird, and like a fake nose. Don't know where I got that from. Yeah. Um, and he like walks up the prison steps, and he's acting all weird, and then he reveals that he's been just carrying around a dead body. Um. Oh my just god. Tucked under his armpits. I didn't realize it was like dead. <laughs> until a bit later on because i was like oh they're just knocked out but i was like oh no no that's a dead body mm-hmm. and it would have been was a really good plan it would have been freshly dead too because rigor mortis had not set oh, in. oh yeah no rigor mortis had not set in and then they burnt the evidence and i have no notes you know? i have no notes i just think you know what i have one note i want more mm. of that i need more yeah i want <laughs> more folks saying- he was like, I feel like when I heard about this movie, I was expecting it to be like a big action adventure, mm. like maybe even like a Pirates of the Caribbean, like there'll be big epic battles. And it's really, it's just a lot of chats. Um, oh my God. Big chats. Some light fencing, a lot of feelings. Yeah. A couple of balls. And honestly, I, I'm kind of more into that. So <laughs> more of that, Hollywood, please. Please. Men with emotions is better than any action movie. Men with emotions where it's not like a depresso drama film. Mm. Because they'll give us like men with emotions and it's like Oscar bait. But I want like men with emotions, but it's also fun for the whole family. Oh my god. I want men with emotions when like they get they get a bit stressed and they're a bit mm. tired from work. Yeah. That's basically what I want. I want somebody a man to come home from work. And, like, maybe the dishes haven't been done and I just want them to have a little bit of a cry. Yeah. And just, I want, yeah. I want, I want a man to meet up with a mate uh, after work, go to the pub. The mate's like, how you doing, bud? And him go, yeah, like, actually not that great recently. I've been feeling really low and this has been really difficult. And then they just have a chat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? I want, I want a man to, I want a man to hurt himself and cry. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like we're deviating just a I want a man to step a on a nail and cry. I want a man to get stabbed and cry. I want a man to get shot and cry. It's a different different genre. Sorry, different different uh, genre. Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe there's like men with feelings. And then, and then men there's who a subgenre shot. of men feeling pain. And that can be Oh sorry, that's yeah, I I see the line that I cross. I see it now, thank you. 
<laughs> can you can you give me a clue for next week so oh I can stop thinking about things about this movie that I love so much? It's so funny. I'm like, no, we're not even going to beat around the bush. Here's your clue. It's smashing sunrise. No. <laughs> I, can't, I can't waste any more time in like, you know, having oh. this drawn out for like two more months. We got to do it. We got to do it for Ollie. Okay. We gotta do it. it. Are we doing? Are we doing it in two parts? Yeah, let's fuck it okay. off. I mean, let's okay. enjoy ourselves. <laughs> um, we're watching Breaking Dawn Part One, Part Two. Yeah. Is is Ollie down in the kitchen, oh. or is he, he is he back he upstairs? He was here a minute ago. Damn it! Try to get it by in. By all means, he will. Uh, he will hear it just <laughs> by my shriek, <laughs> and he'll know. Breaking he'll Dawn Part One and Two, baby. Yeah. Do you know what's exciting for me is yeah. that. So Breaking Dawn came out, I think at the end, like right at the end of kind of part one, I think came out right at the end of like the Twilight phase. Like Mm. I feel like they eked out the movies a little too, too widely. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So I've seen the first part. I've never seen the second part. Are you fucking kidding? Are you fucking kidding? I've never seen it. I've I've not, because by that point I was hardcore. You were done. When Buffy stayed dead with the end. Oh, my God. You know, very anti-Twilight. Oh, my God. I'm excited. You should, hey, hey, I see (laughs) that, I see that uh, dead look in your eyes, but maybe you're just getting ready for those vampires, baby. Yeah, that's it. I'm preparing. (laughs) I am, I'm ready to uh, die at the age of 19. Oh my god. And get get married and have a child. I'm I'm ready to imprint personally. Oh, <laughs> it my happens boy. in this movie. Oh yeah. My boy. Your boy is bad. Your boy is bad. <laughs> All right, like let's let's green, leave it yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> Your boy is bad. Anyway, Thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening to this week's episode. We're sorry that it is we missed a week. We just had a bit of a yes. hectic uh, timeline. And uh, look. Things are a bit wild. Things are a bit wild. Everybody, uh, you know, Vic's in lockdown. Uh, it's been extended. <laughs> New South Wales is really having a tough time. Yeah. And South Australia yeah. is having a tough time. So uh, we're just trying to be kind to ourselves. And we yep. hope that you're being kind to yourselves too. Yes. Um, yes. Do what you need to do uh, in a good way. Like, (laughs) don't do your homework is what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) free pass. You don't want to do it. Yeah, free pass. Everybody told you it's fine. (laughs) Everybody gets a free pass. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with Breaking Dawn Part 1, Part 2. Um, If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow us on our socials. We are at... Actually, I loved it on Instagram. On Twitter, we are Ailipod. That's A-I-L-I pod. And you can email us at Gmail. Um, actually, I loved it at gmail.com. You can send us any um, reviews of movies <laughs> that we will not watch. No. You can send us, like, suggestions or just if you want to send some love, do that. Um, big thanks to Imogen Siegler, who you can find on Spotify at Bandcamp. And I think that's all from us. Is that yeah. is that all from that's you? Everything. Does yeah. Emily have anything to say? Emily. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a death that's stare. A, that's a hard no. Okay, death stares to a... you all. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! Hooray!
my dad is constantly like, can I have a hug? And I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Absolutely not. How dare you Uh, ask? Um, I also, I'm just going to keep going. Sorry, I'm kidding. I love my dad. I hug my dad. (laughs) 